Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Dan's here. <laughs> Nash is here. Hey. Also hey. known as Garrett. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is a Garrett interview. An what's honor. The, what's the difference between Nash and Garrett? It, Nash and you're Garrett. You're coming are, in love, though. Okay. Nash and Garrett are, are like pretty much the same thing. It's just Nash is like, um, uh, Nash doesn't have two cats, I guess, is the big difference. <laughs> so, so what does Nash have instead? Nash has, like, an imaginary best friend who tells him to make songs about how he feels. Is that imaginary best friend Garrett? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how do you... Okay. I try to separate them just for my own personal sanity so that I can go home at night and detach and not have to feel like I have to, like, be on social media or, like, do any of that stuff and just kind of, like, somewhat have a normal life sometimes. Because, like, I, I my phone and I have, like, a not great, like, we, we have an on and off relationship. I totally understand yeah. that. Do, I, I'm very active on your Twitter. And yeah, I, I know. I respect As yours. Yeah. You like my stuff. I appreciate oh, man, yeah. that. But you get hooked on this Ugh. stupid thing. Yeah. I've been, I've been like lately doing, um, I've been charging my phone in the living room. Oh, whoa. So which, separate yourself. Yes. And so what I realized, because I was doing a lot of like wake up in the middle of the night, grab the phone, start scrolling. Yeah. And then you don't sleep for an hour, right? Because I, I kind of wake up from time to time during that, especially the last couple of months, just with the album coming and the tour coming up and all this stuff and being kind of worried about it and everything. I get it. Hold on. I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a sound person. Yeah. You don't sound right. Right? He doesn't sound right? Sounds good to me. Do you think you sound good? I don't have headphones on. Yes, you do. Your headphones don't work? Not right now. This is what happens when we lose Heather. Dan and I have to run everything and we have no idea. Hold what on. happened to Heather? Heather moved back to Jersey. Miss her. So now it's me and Zach trying to figure this out by ourselves. It's, oh, man. <laughs> it never works out too well. We'll figure it out. I don't necessarily need the the headphones. We can always start start like a clean start too if you want to do it. No, no, no. I'm listening intently okay. because I. I have this, this is a pre-interview. This is a weird ability that I could do both, but you sound it's it's fine. I just wanted to make sure the the volume okay, was right perfect, and everything cool. was feeding perfectly. Wait, so okay, Nash and Garrett. This album, though, we obviously yeah. you follow the three of them. This is you as a person, yeah. But Nash is the vehicle. No, it's not that confusing. It's honestly just like I like. I like to think that eventually I'll have a lot of projects. I look up to people like Andrew McMahon and people like that who have had like Jack's Mannequin and something corporate, and now his his own Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness Band. And I like to think one day I'll do a Garrett Nash project, right? And and maybe one day I'll do a band, or maybe one day I'll do a DJ project, or whatever it is. Keep so Nash options is just open. What? Oh yeah, keep them all open. Yeah, exactly. So like right now, Nash is just the vehicle for the creation. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't. I don't ever want to be like overly committed to that thing because like you know maybe I'll make us. You know I make songs all the time that don't necessarily feel like Nash songs. So maybe they deserve a different artist project name. But it's still Garrett making them. You know what I mean? Because this album, yeah, is so personal. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I. I felt like I was inside of your head. <laughs> That's cool. It was, but at the same time, understanding myself and realizing things in myself. Because, Thank you. you know, one of the one of the lines in the album on one of the songs, you literally say, "We're all the same." Yeah, we're one and the same. So play the cards that you dealt. Nobody likes you more than when you're being yourself. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's your insecurity. What are you going through to realize that? Man. <laughs> so, um, 
as a lot of people know, uh, I had a lot of success with a song called "I Love You," yeah. and um, huge record. Yeah, it was awesome, and I'm I'm extremely thankful for it. Um, and I think that like what a lot of people don't talk about is like everything feels amazing when you're like coasting and da da da, and you're able to be like, nah, that's I'm cool on that. Like this, I'll do that. Like whatever. Or, like I'll go here, I'll do that. Every, the doors are all open, but nobody really talks about what it feels like when when the doors close and the song's not on the radio anymore and how that feels to the individual who like did so much work and and all these things and I'm not complaining about it I'm just saying that it's a it's a crazy mental shift to basically all of a sudden wake up one day and be like oh like I got to do it again it, right and so and I think everybody knows that feeling in in whatever way you have the biggest interview of your life and and 4 days later you're like mm-hmm. oh, f- I got to find the next one now you know what I mean people are on to the next thing but with a song like that, it could have. Do you, if you could go back and do something differently after that song? Yeah. Is there anything you would do? You know what's funny? That's a great question. Thank you for asking that. What I would do is I would, um, I would appreciate the present more at the time because I think that then, uh, the universe or God or spirit or whatever you want to call it would have been, um, more giving more quickly to me. And, um, what I'm fortunate for is that actually I, I wasn't appreciative of the present moment at the time as much as I should have been. And so what that forced me to do is go down a path of, of basically learning who I am and, and, and really being aware of my own mental like stability and emotion and feeling and all of the things that I, like hadn't ever really addressed and kind of just like let get away from me because I had all these amazing things going on. Um, And so what happened was because I wasn't present and because I wasn't appreciative of the every single moment and all these amazing things that were happening to me, I started putting out more music and none of it reacted the same way because I was like, well, it'll just work like Hate You Love You did, right? You were focused on the next I was focused focused on the next hit or the next big thing or whatever the next thing was going to be because I was like, oh, cool, now this is the standard of feeling. I'll get that again, no problem. And it's like, no, like what I had was like lightning in a bottle. It's it's one in a gazillion trillion. And like now retrospectively, I'm so grateful and so thankful. And so now every little thing that happens, I'm present and I'm thankful for in the moment because I know how quickly it comes and I know how quickly it goes. And I know how it feels when it goes. And so now what I do is, you know, we're doing like Broken Hearts Club meetings after the shows every night where we get everybody to talk about being present and we take deep breaths together and we've got meditation teachers are traveling with us to teach people how to be present and all these things that lessons I wish I had known going into that because who knows if maybe at that show there's 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 a person that you know maybe they're 16 17 and in three weeks they're going to be hanging out with their homies they're going to have a song idea and it's going to blow up and all of a sudden they're going to be number four and I'm going to be number five on the chart right I want them to go into that being like man like he did say to like be appreciative of the moment and hopefully hold on to that because like or whatever it is they go on to do because if you're not appreciative of that every single moment then when it's gone you're like defeated like it's like a personal attack (laughs) like wait what do you mean like I'm not getting invited to this or doing that or whatever you know and so Anyway, so if I could go back and do anything different, that's what I would do. And so that's kind of what Imagine If is all about and why I connected with that song so much and why we made that like pretty much the first single from the record after Broken Hearts Club. The chorus is like, if I could go back just for a night, I'd see the future and make it all right. Because it was like, at the time I heard that song when that came into my email, that's how I felt. I was like, man, if I could just go back and like redo it all, 
this is how I would do it. And I would like fix it all and I would do it right. And I'd stay offline and I wouldn't worry about what people say or think. I'd worry about what I think and how the people around me feel and loving people and being peaceful and grateful and conscious and present. And all of those things now are what I'm trying to apply to the present moment and, and what I've been working on. And so Dear Insecurity on the other end of that spectrum was a song that I made. It was the last song I made for the record where Imagine If was the first song. And so between those two songs, you see the growth where I start out basically wow. apologizing to myself. And then I end with being like, I have to be myself to, to grow. And and that's why the cover of the the, the album is all the flowers that are on the back of the shirt and um, basically like because I planted a garden for everybody else's flowers to grow with the songs. So it really like made my year to hear that you saw a lot of yourself in it because that's where I was coming from. Because the album we I wanted to instill all of these things I learned in the best way I know how, which is song form, for people to be able to allow their gardens to grow on top of so that they can they can use what I've made as the seeds and then they can kind of bloom from there. Um, it sparks so a whole movement. Yeah, that's what I'm aiming to do. I want to, I want to like make people aware of, of, of being here and being grateful and, and being yourself. Um, okay. So yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with, and, uh, and it's, like, it's, it's a, it's like, it's crazy, but like, I really do feel like this is like my purpose in life is to, is to try and, help people and, and you can see that in the records you can see it in the community that you're building which i think thanks for calling it a community i appreciate that from understanding yourself yeah. and from understanding that the fact that what you feel is shared by so many others you you really can and are doing a lot of good absolutely yeah because if we feel together then we'll feel better that's the mission statement of the album if we feel together yeah then we will feel better it's nice yeah thank you because you always have each other's backs right, right? exactly uh, Dear Insecurity, hard song to write? <laughs> Challenge? Like, I mean, did you read that somewhere else or did you just no, take that? No, I'm listening to it and I'm thinking to myself, I look at myself and I think these things, but the idea of actually physically writing it down and having to then see it, but then also eventually hear it. You want to know how long that song took me to finish? It's a forever mirror. From hearing Ben play me the chorus to finishing the last final time I recorded a verse on it? How long? A year and two months. Wow. What? What kept changing or what wasn't right? What a journey. So Ben came to my house, who sings the chorus, Ben Abraham, fantastic, fantastic songwriter and singer, one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. He's on the record. Yeah, he sings the oh, chorus sounds... until I sing the last one. He's fantastic. So He's the good. only feature on the album just because I was like, I need that because it's so honest when he sings it. By the way, you pick really incredible vocalists. Thank you. You really do. Thank you. Superb. I'm like a, I'm like an A&R it's nice. Secondary to artists. I it really, I mean, <laughs> you you give the right opportunity to the right people. Thanks, man. And you're never going big. You're going right. Right. Well, and on we, I wanted to kind of bring it down to one voice so that everybody could kind of imply their own perception. But moving forward, I'm going to go back into full collaboration world on the next projects and stuff. I'm excited. I've already got a couple of things rocking. Cool. But, um, but yeah, so yes. dear insecurity, um, Ben came over to my house. He came in and he was like, Hey, I have this idea. Um, I don't even really know the chords yet. And I could tell, I, I don't know if this is the case, but I thought he was kind of trying to figure out the chord progression while like singing it for me. But he kind of like played this thing and he just started singing dear insecurity. When are you going to take your hands off me? When are you going to let me be proud of who I am? And like in that moment, I was like, I'm not there yet, but I know I want to be. God. So I need this song on my album. 
So you saw it as it was really a really a moment for you to realize growth. Yes, it was a moment to realize that I still had more growth to do, and that and so I made it a challenge to myself that through that song I was going to basically metaphorically grow a lot like what I did with the EPs. Right, I set out from the beginning to do you, me, and us, and I said at the beginning of it by the end of you, me, and us. I want to put one out every six months, and by the end of that, I want to be over this breakup because we were in a relationship for like two years. I wanted to be over it by a year and a half. I like set that goal for myself, and I totally was, and it was effective because it was cathartic because I was making all of this music about it, and it all worked out in the long run. Therapeutic, therapeutic, and cathartic. Yeah, for me, so it was cathartic because I was getting it off my chest, and therapeutic because everybody else connected with it, and people kind of were like, oh, I get this. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I didn't really know anybody would, but that's good to hear. And so it helped advance it even quicker. So it's like you're kind of setting markers for yourself or goals. I do, yeah. Yeah, I'm very like... Zach <laughs> Sang Show. Hey, friends. Sorry for the interruption. But if you're considering going back to school, you should ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Two, do you have college credits that you need transferred? Three, do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 150 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree that you want on campus from wherever you are, totally on your schedule. That's awesome. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits, so it's easy. If you want more information, text Zach, Z-A-C-H, to 35517. That is Zach to 35517 so you can learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates. And you ready for this? You also find out why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. That's like really impressive. Like, uh, like uh, honestly, I kind of want to go back to school. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU online degree programs, text Zach to 35517. That is Z-A-C-H to 35517. Okay, let's get back to this interview. Zach Sang Show. You've talked about seeing a therapist that's not music. Yeah. This album, do you heal through writing or do you heal and then reflect? This album, heal and then reflect. Previously, heal through writing. So Got it. Yeah, so this album, I like went and would do work with my therapist or amongst myself or go meditate or do whatever. I've, I've adopted like a lot of new like life habits that I never had before. So yeah. So like, you know, I, I brush my teeth for the whole two minutes now and like, you know, just everything I wish I could do. And I don't, but like, it's like every day I try to add one thing into my life that like I could do a little bit better. So like right now I feel guilty that I have a plastic water bottle. Cause like I, every day I've tried to like add one thing extra. So tomorrow, like my commitment for the rest of the year will be like no more plastic. Well, I just read a story Um, that those things, they collect germs. So wash it. And also one I heard recently, I can't confirm this, but that 1% of the world's water is in landfills. Because people leave the water in the bottles and toss it. That. Just wasting all that water. That makes me so angry. Yeah. That makes me upset. Me too. Um, But, so yeah, so Dear Insecurity, DI, as I have a tendency to call it. (laughs) Um, uh, So basically, Ben played me the song, and then I sat with it. I wrote a couple verses to it with my friend Jimmy in Nashville, who helped me finish a lot of the songs. He was kind of like, he does the harmonies on Broken Hearts Club. We wrote that together and and feel better together. Um, And he was super integral to helping me like wrap everything up. Um, So we wrote a couple verses to it, and we were like, man, this is great. This is amazing. Um, And then we played it for 
uh, my record label and and Craig Kalman was like, these are fantastic. The song is fantastic, but I think that you can do like the other Nash voice on it, if that makes sense. So previously it was much more like rappy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I think you have to do it where if you he like his designation was like one voice comes from here and one voice comes from here. Right. And that's kind of always been my designation on it too. And I thought that was really insightful because the song is a soul song. It's not like a, it's not like a thought process song. Right. So I came back, reapproached it and then basically rewrote the verses and then rewrote the bridge and did the, I am bit. And once I came around to the, I am thing, this was now we're talking 10, 11 months into the process. I have probably, 64 or 65 different versions of Deer Insecurity. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I drove myself insane over this on to a point where like my A&R like was like, are you okay? And would like come over to the house and I would be in like the same pajamas for three days trying to get this song right. Cause it was such like a, an emotional journey for me to complete it. Does that song drive you to create insane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Insane I wrote on my patio one day just kind of as as a fun song and then I played it and then Jeff my NR loved it and was like this should be on the record but Insane was in the process of finishing Dear Insecurity yeah that's when I wrote that I was losing it I mean you had to have been right? Yeah absolutely because I was like I know that this song matters I know this song is going to help people and now when you when you know when you go we've been doing arts and crafts for the VIP (laughs) um, package whatever you want VIP or whatever but yeah like we call it arts and crafts with Nash and and like everybody does like Dear Insecurity lyrics. A, a, a guy had a DI tattoo last night of the flower. Like that is the one. And I'm so thankful that like people are like really connecting with that song because like I I really connect with that. So I really connect with all of them. But that one is like so honest and so genuine and so like exactly me in those moments where like every line in that song pretty much is from a different take of a different day over the course of a year and a half, pretty much down to the word. Like that's how long it took me. Wow. That song, like when you look at the session, there's like probably a hundred vocal tracks. Cause I would just, I'd do 10 passes and then be like, it's not right. And then put it away for the day, come back to it the next day. And then like all the while was like going over to my friend Ahmad Royal's house to like finish production on this song or like fly to Nashville to do that. And the whole process, I was like trying to get deer and security done. So like that song actually was kind of like the guy, I mean, Ethan saw me every single day. I'd be in the room and I'd be cutting the vocals, cutting the vocals to a point where people were like, when is this song going to be done? We need to get it out. Like, I don't think I finished the vocals until like two weeks before the song came out. Finally. Do you feel pressure or responsibility to get it right or to, because the meanings behind the songs are deep, not just for you, but for the person on the receiving end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel a responsibility just to be the best me I can be. And so like, even if it drives you crazy, um, yeah, because it wasn't really driving me like crazy. It w- it was like almost igniting this thing in me that like wants to be perfect. But then the whole joke of the song is that every time I would finish a pass of the verse, I would say my imperfections make me perfect. I do that 10 times and then be like, not right yet. Moving on. You know what I mean? And then like and like do the next pass of the verse or whatever. And so like I, you know, I was like. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it didn't drive me crazy necessarily because the whole time I was keeping in mind, like, if I do this and I really mean it, I have to really mean it. And my energy behind it has to really mean it, every single word. And I would not let a, a take go through until I really meant it. That's And I, I knew that that would connect. Well, at because what, at the end of the day, I just want to help people. At what point did you know the song was done? Like, when were you satisfied? Um... When I did the I Am bridge, okay. that's only one take, that whole bridge, with a stack vocal, and it was perfect, and I was like, 
yes, <laughs> I have got it. I can't think about this anymore. That feels right. It's the I am, proud of the person who I am. Nobody's going to tell me who I am or who I can be. I am taking my life into my hands. I'm tired of hiding who I am because I am me. So, and then the chorus finishes out. When that got done, I was like, yep, enter, done, bounce, send. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> yeah, what do you do after that? Um, probably uh, ate a tuna melt. <laughs> From where? Um, either the 101 or uh, okay. Millie's on my corner. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Love it. Yeah. Some I, fries, maybe. There is, uh, you know, back to the power of the album. Yeah. Thanks, man. I thought listening to it, and I, I, I thought you were talking about a relationship with another person, but the more we talk, is it a, about a relationship with you? Yeah, it's it's my relationship with myself. It's it's like Nash's relationship with Garrett, Garrett's relationship with Garrett, and Nash's relationship with Nash, and then Nash's relationship with we, which is like everybody in the world, because like that was the idea from the beginning is that I wanted to make sure that like the whole, every single word in every single song was going to mean something to somebody. Um, so besides you and it, there's no singular person? No. No one really? No. It's all about myself. So like when I'm singing the Broken Hearts Club, I think I'm talking about myself. Um, oh. Yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. that I've never really thought about it like that, but I guess that's the case. Well, this whole time I see you, like you're in a relationship. I'm like, who? Where's this broken heart coming from? What's he talking about? And I never would have put those two together. That it's yourself. yeah. Well, and the other thing is that like if you take a step back, there is like a whole story that goes with the record, and there is like I I was I think I was tricking myself into writing about myself by um, I have this whole storyline that maybe one day I'll like make a children's book or something, but it's a really great story. And so basically, I would go into sessions and like tell everybody this whole story I have in my head, and everyone was like, "Cool, man, cool." And like I think I was like creating this fictional thing to like mask that I needed these songs for myself. And so like now in retrospect, I listen to the record and it's been so long. I finished, I saw in my DMs today, somebody had hit me and was like, yo man, I, I think I forgot who it was, but someone hit me and was like, yo man, you around, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm in town. I'm playing the record for the label today. And this was February of, uh, what? 2018. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. It's been done for that long. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And so like. Then, like, I would take, like, three months off because we'd go into, like, mixing or whatever, yeah. and I'd listen to a round of it, and I would need to hear what I said already because I'd be in the middle of tour or I'd feel weird or, like, I had just done, like, you know, I just, like, connected with, like, 300 new people at a show or something like that, and I would listen and be like, whoa, like, that's crazy. And so it's, like, it's me speaking to myself, and so I was like, okay, <laughs> like, if it's already helping me feel better... Cool. I get it. Why shouldn't it help we feel better? It's like you letters know? to yourself. Yeah. 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 Kind of. We're going to do that on tour for one of the meet and greets. We're going to do Valentine's Day love letters to yourself. Dude, everybody should be doing that. That should be Absolutely. a trend. Start that. Absolutely. You know, write a Valentine's Day letter to yourself. Yeah, man. What, what would be on yours, Dan? I don't know. I would have to think about that. You, you should know. What do you love about yourself? You're Dan. You're awesome. 
Loved Boom. it. Boom. I like awesome. It's one of my favorite words lately. It's awesome. a good one. It's a tried and true, like, slangy kind of word that everybody loves. Like, if I say, like, that's awesome to my dad, he's like, yeah, it's awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like everyone gets awesome. It's like the, it's the in-between between slang and, like... It's, you don't sound stupid saying right, totally, awesome. Right, totally, totally, yeah. You just, everybody, it's Because that's like understood. epic, tight, cool, like all the other ones, but awesome is just like, everyone's like, yeah, that's awesome, you know? Letters to yourself. Yeah. That's very, I, I wanted to know really why you waited so long between, because this is your debut album, technically. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, technically. But the world got to know you. I mean, you came to do the show the last time, what was it, a year, year and a half year ago? A year and a half or two years ago. Almost two years. <laughs> over two years ago, probably now. Wow. Because the Sleepover Tour was a year and a half ago. Love that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That It's been a journey. And it's cra- crazy to think that it's like, I mean, now it's the right time, right? Yeah. Do yeah. You, do you, why would you say this is the right time? Because um, everything happens when it's supposed to. Amen. <laughs> I know some people have varying beliefs on that, but like I genuinely like find faith in that because if you don't, if I don't find faith in that, then I'll just get wrapped up. Like originally the record was supposed to come out in August. And so that's why we put broken hearts club out in, in we announced broken hearts club, the, the, the membership club, which is just free you sign up with an email in February on Valentine's day, March, we put the song out and then we did imagine if, and then Dear Insecurity was supposed to be the last single towards the record, and then the record was going to come out. And then we held it off, and boy, was that, like, a blow to my system, because I was, like, not expecting it. And then, like, that took, like, three months to accept, like, everything's going to happen when it's supposed to. Everything's going to... And then the date that came in was one one one. And the other really cool thing about one 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 is that it adds up to three. But the really, really cool one is that my uncle passed away about a month ago, and um, he was, like, the first person that ever showed me that I could do... Uh, creative stuff for a living because he was a children's muralist by trade cool. so he painted like my kindergarten playground my my bedrooms my whole life and then like you know he'd go Dude. do like holiday murals or whatever but he was just a fantastic muralist and he 100 bucks wow. I'll, I'll paint Reese on every window you know what I mean that kind of thing <laughs> That's so and cool. so he passed away about a month ago and he's been communicating to my aunt Linny using the number 111 having Linny had no idea that that was the day of the record Whoa. and down to a point that like Linny came into town my aunt and we all got breakfast with my family, and she's bumming. And the bill came one one one, the clock one one one. When we got home, like literally every single thing. So I have his hat. It's a Bubba Gump hat because he loved Forrest Gump. <laughs> so I bring it with me everywhere. I brought it to the friends and family listing party, and I'll bring it with tonight. That's and amazing. I've just been putting it on the piano and stuff because I know that like he's definitely helping guide the process. He's probably hanging here now. Um, but yeah. So and so then I told Lenny one one one. She just like couldn't believe it. It's just like it's been fantastic. So like yeah, like and like. Yeah, since the second, I got really hungover on the first. So since the second, <laughs> I haven't drank anything, haven't smoked any weed. Really proud of myself. Congratulations. Feeling really clear-minded um, and feeling really focused and excited. I'm trying to drink two to three liters of water a day. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, you're just doing these, like, re- I mean, respect. I try to make myself a better me every single day. Because if I'm making me a better me every day, then maybe someone else will want to be a better them every day. And if we all do that together, and then we all add a hug to that or a smile to that, or at least the thought of love, right? The thought of peace, the thought of, of generosity, gratitude, being present, then, like, we'll all grow together. And it's taken me a long... I'm not sitting here trying to tell people, like, yeah, tomorrow, wake up and just, like... <laughs> Be you, you know what I mean? Like, but like, like, like that's why the record took me so long is because like, it was not just making an album. It was like me documenting 
this growth process. And really understanding it. Yeah. And processing it yeah, and dissecting totally. it. Understanding it was like the first step, being like, okay, this is the way I think. Like, my brain has been trained to think negatively before positively. I want to fix that. Right? So the first thing I did is I just started, every time I'd go anywhere, I'd just be overly appreciative in my head. Wow, this guy's really blue today. Cool. Oh, that dog's cute. Hey, dog. I, like all my friends know, like when we go on hikes and stuff, I'll like make up voices and talk to every single dog because dogs are like a great place to start. They're cute. They're awesome. They got no problems with you. Right. So like, yeah. So like, so I started doing that kind of stuff plus the water plus like meditating every day. Healthy. Yeah. And I just started feeling better. And then I was like, okay, now I'm like feeling more positive because you can't do anything good for yourself unless you're working from a positive baseline. You're right. If when you close your eyes, you don't see think like up or see like up arrows or plus signs or the word positive or anything like that. And I have, dude, I go back and forth. Like yesterday I had a down day. I was, I, it was all down. I was feeling down, feeling weird. You know, like I woke up too early. I like ate wrong in the morning, didn't drink enough water. By like 6 p.m. I had to take a nap. It was a totally off day. And I know that yesterday was like regressive to my like up. So I woke up this morning, first thing, meditated, drink water. Like I got back on the train because like every, every time I take a step back, I try to take two steps forward. Love it. You know? What Love do you do it. on an off day? Like how do you Dude. tell yourself like this is just the day. It's not going to happen that's, forever. That's what I try to think is like. One, like, again, everything happens for a reason. And then two, like, I know that, like, tomorrow is tomorrow and I have a totally new chance to try again tomorrow. And also, it's never too late to have a great day. I always try to remember that. So, like, you never know what's going to happen that's going to, like, make your day great. So, like, all day I was feeling weird, feeling weird, feeling weird. And then at the meet and greet, which is only, like, eight people because these are just, these are arts and crafts things. We can have too many people, you know. Um a girl proposed to her girlfriend. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And you get to be the centerpiece and I, and, of that. And right there, I was like, because all day I was like, what's going to flip this? I'm tr- I was trying to find, like, how is it going to change this, everything. Da, da, da. And then, boom, that happened. And then, like, the, the show was phenomenal. And then everyone after, we all meditated. It was like, bam, bam, bam. And it's like these things that remind me, like, you know, like, it's not... Is not bad, Garrett. Like you got it. You got it. Great, man. Like you feel good. You living good. Like people are happy. You make people happy. You have love to give. You get love. Like you become such a massive part in people's lives. Like to have your show in that moment and have your show be the backdrop to that. I mean, that's a moment that will literally be remembered by them forever. I know it was crazy, and like that's it's you know I love the little things. I got this bracelet the first night. A mom gave this to my dad who was watching the show the first night because we played Orange County. And it says love without limits. It's just a nice bracelet. So I've been wearing that every day. And then I got this card that's in my wallet that just says thank you. And it has a bunch of things that are like when the day gets tough and all these things. People bring me these amazing positive like affirmations. They bring me letters. They bring me all these things. And like I'm not like new to this. Like I've been doing it for a couple years. But for some reason it's all impacting me in a new way. Like I've never felt this empowered by the little things before. But is it what you put out that brings this type of stuff to you or was this stuff always coming you just didn't pay mm. it mind? Maybe both. Right? Because but, if you keep acknowledging it, right. you put it out there, you manifest it right. and it becomes more Maybe of a concept. Maybe both. Maybe both. Like I think everybody has the opportunity to like to achieve whatever it is they want out of life, right? I think I think everybody has a fair shot, and I would love it to be a little bit more fair. But yeah, I agree. Absolutely, 
talent is equally distributed. Opportunity isn't always. That's what it is. Thank you for clarifying that. Zip yeah, code, I was baby. trying to find the right way to phrase that. I and like and you did it great. And like, so I think yeah, like I think manifesting things like laying down every day and thinking to myself like I want to help people. And then like having, trying to find a new way every day or a new thought or a new thing that I want to like do that day to try and like impact people differently. You know, like I think that maybe like that's all adding up to something greater. I don't know what it is yet. Hopefully I watch this interview back. I always watch our interviews back. Cool. These are my favorite ones. Uh, that makes me happy. Cause, cause, cause I always say some insightful stuff here. <laughs> and then like in three days when I'm just having a down day. You want to be it. like, <laughs> what did a, I say? A pick me up. But another yeah. letter to yourself. Right. True. Yeah. But, but isn't that like sometimes on Twitter, you know, and I admit it sometimes like you, you I put put things in writing just so I can read it. Oh, uh, I think that every single time I tweet something. I don't even care it's if like it matters to somebody else. It's like a public diary for me. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it matters to somebody else, obviously. But really, it's a selfish reason first because I want to be reminded. Yeah. You know, suck it up or have a great day. Yeah. Keep but dude, like, yeah. That, but also, like, it's totally fine to have a weird day, too. You know Amen. what I mean? Amen. Totally fine to have a weird day where you just want to wear your sweatpants. Maybe you have to go into work or whatever else. Like, and, and I have those at this point pretty much every other day. We got me on a good day today. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, tomorrow I'm going to be like, damn, that insane song, I feel. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is, what is there a song that came on a weird day? Uh, insane for sure. Okay. Um, uh, Where did when did T-shirt come? T-shirt was the second song I wrote for the record after Nobody's Home. I wrote it with my friend Charlie Snyder, and it, I, we wrote it just as like a joke song. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems it's funny. It's a great record. Yeah, it's fun. It's but funny. it seems like, real. Yeah, it's totally it's totally real. And like that one, obviously, like is inspired by a true story for me. Um, and like you know, like it's obviously playing it up. Like I'm gonna bury it or burn it or whatever. Like I'm not gonna go all the way there, but um, you know, yeah, that song came about early on, and I love that song. And honestly, from the beginning, I didn't know this, but like all my like pop punk wisdom from growing up was gonna come to the surface a lot <laughs> on the process of this album. That music video, thanks, man. It's yeah, like two thousand pop punk. Dream. I know. Yeah, that that was so much fun. It was like that. We did a whole day of just costumes for that one montage, and then the second day we did the rest of the video. Yeah, it was like My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie, who directed, is coming to the party tonight. She's fantastic, and she like put it. It's, it's we did My Chem, Panic at the Disco, Travis Barker, Good Charlotte. Um, all time low in there. Yeah, we did all time low. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did the Alex hair. Um, and, uh, yeah, dude, it was like, it was, um, it was really fun. And, and t-shirt, obviously like that one was really important to me just to like have a fully pop punk song out. Cause I just like, I, it's so fun to close the show with, you know what I it mean? Like sounds kids, like a pop punk everybody song has really a great does. time and, and it's like nostalgic for people my yes. age. And like, it, it just feels great when you play it and the, John's on the drums, just murking it. Like, we've missed it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm able to bring back a, a small piece of it in some way. Um, do you have the shirt still? Was it an actual shirt? What did it look like? Yeah. So actually, it's kind of based on a story my dad had. So my dad had a Letterman jacket in high school, and a girl stole it from him. And then like 40 years later, his homie from from high school 
happened to now be the principal of the high school. And wow. my dad went back for like a reunion or something, and the dude like gave him a fresh letterman. <laughs> and so that story always stuck with me because it's kind of a metaphor for like everything works out, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And he ended, and now I have it. I wear it from time to time. It's like gigantic because it's like football player size. My dad was just the water boy or like the, <laughs> the medic or something. But um, so so it was kind. Of, the idea was kind of based on that. Charlie came in and was like, "I have this idea for one of those tourist shirts that say like, you know, all I got was this T-shirt." And then we kind of formulated the line because I was like, "Oh, it should be something like I just, I you know, I was thinking about we had imagine if, and then we had nobody's home, and I was like, okay, there's kind of a trend here with like." being kind of bummed and being in the home and being alone and, and disassociation and all these different things. And so we, we did, you broke my heart when all I got was this t-shirt. The rest of the chorus was done in like 15 minutes. And then the verses were done within the next two hours. And then at the last second I changed the chords. Um, we had a chord progression going and then I switched it to literally the same chords as my song rumors from <laughs> us. Cause I just liked the chord progression. So I just like played F and all that stuff. And then, um, and then he wrote the pre in and yeah. But you're you're cool doing that, being inspired by your own music and bringing it back. Yeah, but you're usually it's accidental. It. But I'll like do like little internal references to things and stuff like that. Like on Broken Hearts Club, there's like a raining out reference and like cool. there's little like internalized things, you know. And I do it intentionally because then when I do the show, I can do like nobody's home and then have it be transitioned right into raining out, or I, I can, you know it. what I mean? Yes. Like I can do that kind of thing. I always think in the format of the show because the tour for me is the place where it's like the dojo where I can bring the people in and I can bring the message to them and they have to be there and experience it for 45 minutes and really become like introspective for a moment and breathe together we do like a breath exercise halfway through the show I ask how many I ask people how many liters of water at least the last two nights I've been like how many liters are you drinking <laughs> people are like zero I'll give them a water you know what I mean like drink drink water come on different um, from sleepover different vibe than from sleepover for sure the broken hearts club tour is like we intentionally wanted to make like a a, a jazz club meets like an 80s prom because <laughs> I, I feel like it. 80s proms were the last time that people weren't like on their phones yeah. the whole time a group of people were together yeah so I'm trying to like get that across with like the mylar strips on stage like <laughs> and maybe you catch a reflection wrong and your phone doesn't get the moment correctly or whatever and then you have to experience it with me but always immersive that's the one thing that stays the same yeah absolutely I want people to come into the world and forget about everything outside the door. My dad always used to say like when you come home, all the things you deal with and all the things outside and all that stuff, just leave it at the door and allow this to be a place you come to heal. And so I've carried that energy into my house, you know, and, and now where I live with our cats and, and Rosa and everything, like it's always like leave it at the door and just come in here and just relax and, and just whatever. And so that's what I try to create for people. I try to, it's, 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 you know, it's a dream, obviously, to be able to completely do that. But the magical kind of feeling of a Disneyland or something like that, where when you walk into that Main Street, you're just what you know, when you go under the train and yeah. you turn the corner and, and you're everything's on Main Street just and it's just, you're, it's, it's yeah, a feeling like of magic of and day. I'm not going anywhere. I'm at Disneyland. I'm not going to now go into the office at three. You know what I mean? I like, th- so like I'm here and it's immersive. So that's what I'm trying to do. But it's only like a 45 minute version. Zach Sang Show. Hey, really quick. I'm no math guy. I'm no stock guy. And then my friend told me about this app called Robinhood and I checked it out and it's kind of cool. It's an investing app that lets you pretty easily buy and sell stocks, EFTs, options and cryptocurrency. And it allows you to do it all commission free. I don't know the first thing about stocks, but I downloaded Robinhood, checked it out, and it's easy to navigate, easy to understand, and you can buy and sell stocks in as simple as like four taps on your phone. 
Seriously, something that seems so complicated, they made so simple. Plus, it's all commission-free. I don't really know, but I heard that these brokerage firms, I guess that do stock stuff too, could charge you up to $10 for a single transaction. Robinhood is totally not down for that. If you're currently investing or you're thinking about it, Robinhood, totally worth your time. At least check it out. Plus, they want to give you, my friends, a free stock. They want to make you into Daddy Warbucks. They want to give you a free Apple stock. Ford stock, Sprint stock. If you're interested, sign up right now. ZachSang.RobinHood.com. That is ZachSang.RobinHood.com. Zach Sang Show. <laughs> I saw you say on Instagram Live that the purpose of this tour was to to bridge the gap between the old music and the new music. Yes. Yeah. What what, what would you say is the big difference between the two? Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is necessarily true, but the fir- and I, and I don't want to like discredit the old music in any way, shape, or form because I'm still very proud of it. But uh, the first word that came to mind is honesty. Okay. So were you saying you were lying to yourself in the previous? I, a little bit, yeah. I think I think accidentally I was overplaying this breakup in my head and letting it get to me in a way that I did. It was very honest at the time, but when I listen back to it and I actually look at like what happened with going through this breakup and all of these things, mm-hmm. and then I look at some of the sh- stuff I was saying in these songs, I'm like, that was a little much, Garrett. <laughs> like on the UEP, I say some some stuff that I'm like. Really? Like that, that, you know, it's all honest. It's all things that happen, but it's like, did it have to be so sad? Like, I don't know, but I'm glad that those things are recorded because they help people so much, you know, leave a message and songs like that. Like they're, they're very helpful still to this day. And I'm proud of that. But the, this record, I really, I took so much time with it because I really wanted to make sure that every word was true. Every word I wanted to stand by for the rest of my life. You know, what part of music from like the pop punk era that we grew up in, right? Panic or Blink or All Time Low. Yeah. What from those guys do you take with you and like actually implement or I don't want to say inspire because that's just such a I like the witticist I like the witty nature of the Blink lyrics always. I love like you know, they're just so witty and smart. And then on the opposite end I love the Fallout Boy poetic thing. Mm. How it's it's always like if you're just a kid passively listening, you're not 100% sure what they're talking about. But then as you grow up, you're like, oh, I get it. And you know, it gets even deeper within you. Totally. Yeah. And then like, you know, I'm a huge um, I'm a huge uh, Jack Johnson fan. And those <sighs> lyrics are always super like Come straight on. up. I know that's not pop punk world, but like dude, banana pancakes. But you can, fantastic. You really are like if they all had a baby. I, I got that <laughs> when I was listening to we and the Jack Johnson was very uh, not 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 prevalent, but not obvious. But yeah. like, if you know. Oh, Jack Johnson's right, music. Right, yeah, and boy, do I know his music, it, man. It, it's the rhythm, you know? It's yeah, like, totally. It's just an energy that he brings to the table. It's just like this beautiful, like, calm. I feel I feel better immediately mm-hmm. when I put a Jack record on or, or anything that puts you in that mind state. And I wanted to do that for people with We. I wanted people to hit play. And by the end of it, that's why track 10 is feel better. Right? But technically the album just, I, I'm glad that I'm able to say this is technically the album is one to 11 and there's two bonus songs, which are hate you, love you and PS. So like the idea is that like if it were a movie, B would be like the closing number song 11 credits roll on hate you, love you. Got PS it. is the bonus scene. Okay. So, so <laughs> like I wanted people from song one happy never after to be 
by track 10, Feel Better, that's like the awakening of the album. And there's a poem into that that's like, if emotion's a wave, then sad is a title. It's a hell of a ride, but feeling is vital. Because if we don't, then we won't. No, it won't last forever. If we feel together, then we'll feel better. And that's kind of like the beauty of the whole project to me, is that like on this journey together, instead of having to take three EPs to get through this process, I just took the two years it took me to make three EPs, put it into one record, and then hopefully by song 10, people can feel better all in 35 minutes and have a quick little turnaround to your day. Because I meditate for 39 every day. That's how long the meditation is that I do. And so 35 is how long the record is. With the bonus tracks, it's 41. I tried to get it as close to the meditation as possible. Because I know it's unrealistic to ask people to sit there and meditate for 40 minutes like I do every day. But maybe they'll sit there and listen to an album once a week that does that, you know? But they will. And also, it's the right length. And I saw that in the varying varying song lengths. Everything from four minutes to 2.30, I think. Insane is the only long one. Um, That one goes over four because I needed a bridge I thought it was important because it's a little message to my family that I'll be okay no matter what <laughs> I mean it's for you yeah. first yeah is it easier to write songs when you're feeling a little more down than happy that's a great question I would definitely say it's easier uh more fulfilling no because I'm down so I think it would almost be better for me to go like like we were talking about and go and work on feeling better and then write a song looking back and being like, what was that feeling like? And that's what I did here a lot is I would I would feel bummed. I would have a couple weeks, three, four weeks where I, straight where I would just do nothing, lounge around, hang out with the cat, be bummed. And then something would change or I'd start to feel right or the energies would rise or I'd really focus on it or really commit to being more positive. And then I'd look back and be like, what started that? What ended that? And why did it go there? And then that's where the songs would come from. So would you say this album was maybe not healing, but more of closure? I think it was a little bit of both because the whole goal the whole time was to like document. I always try to like document what I'm going through so people can then listen to it. And hopefully if they're going through it or a similar thing, be helped by it. And so I think it's, it was healing for me to do it but also closure by the end of the process and like the end of the process was overall recent because we just finished mastering on it maybe a month and a half ago we finished we actually technically like commercially finished the album so recently that we still don't have vinyls made and those vinyls won't be ready till like March or something like that because it takes long to print them. Even though it was technically done the music was done in at at least based on that one DM February so (laughs) wow yeah. I started writing in October of 2017 or no, sorry, June of 2017. And then I cut Imagine If in like August when I got home from Asia and then wrote all the way to the end of the year. And then Christmas started the year, started finishing up Dear Insecurity. But the actual, I knew what songs they were going to be is a better way to put it by the top of the year. Was there any part of you that was reluctant on on adding I Hate You, I Love You to the album? Yeah, a little bit. But like... Um, I think that it's an important thing to put on the record because I think that it's cool to do the like credits roll feeling. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? And, and like, I also think that like it creates this spacer between the album and PS and PS is also really important to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it's cool. And I think there's a lot of people that like at the end of the day the the thing that i remember about all of the music i make is that every single one there's somebody in the world that may be listening to this right now that um 
they they needed that song or they need that song every single day or every week or or at a time in their life it maybe got them through something or from like songs like more obscure things like oxytocin to like get well soon to whatever it is and so hate you love you is obviously like the queen of that right you know what i mean it's like the it's like the one that apparently it sparked everything everybody needed (laughs) and i'm thankful for that so why not put it on the record and and maybe that maybe that maybe there's people that haven't heard it yet right why not? It's 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 like a it's an automatic connection point, obviously. Hundred so. percent. And and I would rather allow people to have the opportunity to feel better by it than be like, oh yeah, that was big. I'm too cool for that. Push it in the past. You know what I mean? Like, why not just embrace it? And and also, there's also it. something like full circle to me about that in a in a gratitude and a, in a thankfulness yeah, because way. Because that sparked a lot of stuff for you, right? And and I think that I was never properly thankful for that. Um, and I think putting it on the record is my acknowledgement to that song. It's like giving it a blessing and saying like, you know, like, thank you and, and good night. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask about the song pajamas because yeah. you say pajamas. Yeah. And when I was listening, I was like, that honestly caught my ear. I was like, we say the word differently. You say pajamas. I say pajamas. And in the song, you say, you say pajamas. I say pajamas. And I just thought I was like, I love the vibe of the song. I love the sound. And then I heard that. I was like, whoa, Dan you says, never said pajamas. I say pajamas. He says a lot of things. What do you weird. say? I, I, pajamas. Me too. What do you say? Pajamas. Ethan? <sighs> Pajamas. I think, I think so. We're two and three. Bananas in pajamas. Yeah, but that's just because bananas had to rhyme with pajamas. Well, that's how, that's how I was introduced, maybe to pajamas and bananas. Let's stay in our pajamas. It has a different. It has more nasal things. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Changes Wait, it you, all. Can you sing the line with pajamas? Yeah. Let's stay in our pajamas. Let's not leave the house. All right, let's yeah, do stay in our pajamas. Let's not leave. The- no, it's, I guess pajamas does. It's almost better. more like spiritual your way. <laughs> it, it has more of like a like a like a drone tone to it. It's yeah. cool. Um, that's maybe Dan. I'll throw that in sometimes. But yeah, no, that's funny. I love that song. And that one, we're playing that one on tour, and everybody that seems to be their favorite. Man, it's just such a great. It feels so good. Yeah, I'm so it, happy it with that song. It feels so good, yeah. Oh, I love that song so much. I paraphrase, but do the trees think uh, we are greedy? Yeah, man. Air thinks we're all crooks? That's in my top, that's definitely in my top five favorite so bars good. on the record. Water um, thinks we're too needy? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the trees think we're all greedy. If the air thinks we're all crooks. If the water thinks we're too needy. And if the sun gives us dirty looks, totally. I don't know. Yeah, that they one definitely cool. do. Yeah, and to be honest, I want to say like thank you to like the songwriters that were involved on this album. That one came to me from Jimmy Robbins in Nashville, who I worked with a bunch on the record, who I mentioned earlier. Him and um, oh god, do you know his name offhand, Ethan? I'm blanking on his name. I know he has the band, the the Kid Project. But I don't know his first name. He's an amazing songwriter as well. But they wrote that idea, Pajamas, and sent it to me after I had been with Jimmy for a week in Nashville. And he knew the part of the story that I needed. And so they aimed to make that song for me. Oh, wow. And that meant so much. And so when I got that, to be honest, I was like, the song is great. And originally it was, the whole world's gone bananas and not. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to say bananas. <laughs> so we changed it to Don't Understand Us. But what really got me about that song is that second verse. I teared up, man. I wonder if the trees think we're all. I, I was yeah. like, I because I people I, need to hear that. It's no. the same way I felt about Imagine If. Jason Reeves wrote Imagine If, and when I heard Imagine If, I needed to hear it. Like I was talking about earlier, teared up the same way. And when I connect with a song like that, I know that like there's an opportunity that maybe no artist will bring that song to the world. 
And so, like, it's, it's, I feel like there's a responsibility, like we were talking about before, to bring that song into the world. And I think Pajamas is like, is like that, that one in that situation where I was like, I, I have to bring this to people. This is important for people to hear. And when I do it every night, right before I do that part, because there's a music break, I always say, listen to this next part. It's very important to me. And then I do that. And every, you can see everybody's faces be like, I've never thought about it that way before, you know? That's one of my favorite things it's, to do is make people say that. That's like one of my favorite things about um, Jack's music or, or any of my favorite songwriters, John Lennon or any, anybody, is I've never thought about it that way before. <laughs> That's kind of our job, right? Is to like help people think about things in a way that... But all things we all understand. That's well, because there's a universal consciousness to everything. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, one, there's one floating plane of smart... And we're all just tapping in at different times, you know? Yeah. Hopefully we're all tapping in more consistently. I would I would hope that <laughs> people in power start to tap in a little bit more too, man. But we're the ones in power. Yes. We, man. We. <laughs> Amen. I, I heard you say that was one of your favorite bars. Do you consider, like, do you write like a rapper or do you write like a singer? Uh... <laughs> I don't want to call myself a rapper because then I'm going to have to go do like a poet hip hop radio shows where they yeah. press me about being a rapper. Um, but <laughs> don't like, do that. maybe I will eventually. I don't know. Those scare me. Yeah, they're scary. I don't want to be like, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to help people. Like, <laughs> um, but I grew up listening to everything, you know? So yeah. like, I, like I just think about, I think about things in statements. I like powerful statements. And then like, I, I tend to like, when I'm in a session with people, especially when I'm working on other stuff, everybody calls it like the G pocket because like that like someone will have like a chord progression idea and I'll be like what if it's like that's how I do it in the session and they're like they're like cool man like what are you gonna say there I'm like I don't know yet I just know that's how it should go so I guess I think about things like flows first okay and that's why I said bars and then I like convert them to singing if I need to if the song calls for it got it yeah yeah, you have very quotable lyrics. If you look like the comments section, people are always like picking out little lyrics like, this one hit me, I felt that one. Yeah. I just try to bring, I try to bring it, I try to bring it to people in a way that maybe they haven't thought about it before. And, and I know that there are lines and there are things that may help people. And so why not give them the opportunity to feel better? Maybe it might have missed them otherwise. Mm-hmm. Dude, I... This album's phenomenal. Thanks. It's worth everybody's ear. It's called We. You gotta listen. Hey, do you ever consider cutting your hair? Or are you gonna like? No, it's long right now. It's yeah, I know. Long. I, just, I, I like. I I know it was up there, but I was like, I want. He's had it for so long. I wonder if he ever considers. I consider it all the time, but it's then, so cool. Yeah, I love my hair, but I um I consider just shaving it. I think Rosa and I are both gonna shave our heads and donate it when wow. she. When when she's ready, right on. Um, we'll do it at the same time because I'm ready whenever, man. But yeah, we want to do that, and we're doing little stuff on the road, like like for different animal organizations and stuff. Both of our pets are adopted, so like we made we made a hat at the at the meet and greet <laughs> last night, and we said Hazy and Maisie did it. We're gonna put it on sale in Austin for a hundred bucks, and if someone buys it, we'll give the money to ASPCA. Oh, that's awesome. We Great. got Maisie for twenty five bucks through them, so <laughs> and now we'll have it for like nineteen years or whatever. Knock on wood, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Do you thrive alone, or are you like a person who has to be with somebody? What's the line? I like being alone, but I don't like being lonely. Yeah. I said that on Tell Me It's Okay. That's kind of what it is. I like, I like um, once I'm alone, I don't like it anymore, and when I'm with somebody, I long to be alone. 
So, like, I don't really know which one I prefer. I can't really answer I it. feel you on that but one. But, like, I think everybody deserves time to think and space to think. That's what I believe. My, I really know that I'll have made it when I have two houses, one to live in and one to think in. And in my thinking house, I just want a ch- one of those, like, super chilling chairs. Like, the one with, like, the... the, the, yes. the you know what I'm talking You're about. like a lazy boy. Yeah, but not the lazy... Like, the classy one. The leather one with the wood back that, like, therapists have and, like, yes. fancy businessmen have. Oh, I know. They had one like on, the, on the set of iCarly for some Like a Herman reason. Miller? Yes. Yeah. They're so expensive. Oh, dude. I know. V That's fancy. why I said when I've really made it. <laughs> but, yeah, I want one of those. And, and just that and just, like, a bookshelf of like the power of now 150 times and that's and, it like, yeah, that's nothing it. else and just like oh what am I gonna read today I guess Eckhart you know like <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah cause I'll need it that, that many times to hear it man um, but yeah, I've, I've just... Oh, another thing is books, man. Do you read at all? Do you guys read at all? I wish. I, I wish I liked reading, but as soon as I open a book, my eyes just close. My dad's like that, too. Some people just knock out. I yeah. think that's bedtime stories' faults yeah. from growing up and us <laughs> being Good Night Moon ruined it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, man, but also, like, made my life. Like, the yes. art in that and the colors in that, I find myself using, like... All the time. Rugrats colors. I always lean towards purple. I always lean towards that green they used. Did you know, you know like, 25 years ago today, Susie Carmichael was introduced to the world. Whoa. Yes. Is that a fact of today? That is a fact of today. That's cool. She had a cool dress, yellow, and I think there was like purple moments there on the, there. Yeah, there was the purple moments. And the patterns. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Yeah, the, you're right. The, the colors, and but even back to Goodnight Moon. I remember to see the it was the shine of the book matched with like also the dullness of the colors. It was yeah. weird. It was yeah. yeah, and like that's like goals Beautiful. for me. I want to do that eventually. I want to do little do, books. I don't know in what form or whatever. Do you draw? I do, but not like I mean, look who draws well, right? You know, it's <laughs> it's art, man. in the eye of the beholder. Amen. And art is just your own so I do I have a journal that I've I've, I've written in um, almost every day of the year so far and what I've been doing is creating a prompt for myself writing thoughts about it and then on this side drawing a picture of one moment that I like really remembered from the day to try and like be retroactively present in that moment in case I wasn't then so even if it's just like I was driving and I saw like some nice palm trees or whatever I'll just draw a little quick picture of it or like the first night I drew like my dresser with the TV and like and then I wrote on the TV like I feel better now you know Um, just little stuff like that just to like activate the left side of my brain because so much of my days right now have been the right side with album and tour and all the things that are important and they they're helping but would you say that's business not art um there's an art to the business but but um uh I'm very thankful that I have a manager who like does an amazing job and and uh is fantastic and and so I deal with as little of that stuff as possible because she and I have kind of made an agreement that um it's important for me always to be um as present and and grateful and um connected with the individual I'm I'm communicating with and so if I'm interrupted to like do a liner or whatever that will break that moment or that could break the thought process I'm on or whatever so everybody definitely like is very cautious and and everything because to me it's like I you know I I never want to like have a a moment spoiled by the idea of like well like there's a monetary gain because I believe that like monetary gain will come if you're doing the work that you're destined to do and so like I believe that like in this life 
I want to help people. I'm, I'm here to help. And, and, and in what, in whatever way, you know, if that's an extra dollar on the tip or that's a smile when I'm walking down the block, like that's what I want to do every single day. And so I know that because that's my main goal and I set that as my goal every day, especially when I'm having a good day or a positive day, I, uh, you know, I know the monetary gain will come. It, it's it's always going to be there when it needs to be there. If you're doing if you're if you're doing your best to be the best you you can be every day. And I will admit, I'll be the first to admit, I have not always been the best me that I can be every single day. That is a fact. But it's acknowledging it that allows you to have yeah. a better track record. Absolutely, and I feel a lot better now than I did in the past. And I'm grateful to be here with you guys, man. Like <laughs> this is my only interview for album release day. Thank you. And, uh, it's our first interview of the year. That's, that's right, it is. Everything works out how it's supposed to. <laughs> yep. I, it's it's crazy how like that statement has gotten me through the darkest, darkest stuff. And like I just have always just trusted that. And I'll get on the phone with A&R and be like, man, the waiting, the waiting for this. And he's like, I know, the waiting. We got to get the album out. That's what he always says. We got to get the album out. I'm like, come on, Jeff. Let's get the album <laughs> it's on out. on you, then. bro. And now it's yeah. pretty much out. And now it's out. Tonight. Or, yeah, it's, it's out. Yeah, it's today. Out. Yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I, keep, I set the timer wrong on my Instagram countdown. <laughs> so I keep seeing that it's tonight. And it's now. <laughs> it. Well, the world would be a much better place if everyone thought like you. Yeah. The so. world would be a much better place if... I appreciate that compliment. But... The world would be a much better place if everybody was like th- three steps ahead of where I am right now. But if everybody was, it was a, a, it's a at process. Least, I, yeah, it's that's what I'm trying to say. Is it's a process. Like I, I'm not there, man. I'm I'm still growing and still going every single day. And like, I want to tackle the things that are deep rooted that make me unhappy. And so that's the next step. Is I've been so wrapped up with this record and getting on tour and getting the show right and. You know, I've already got the stage design locked for the Wii tour that's going to happen later and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I'm I'm always two or three tours ahead. I'm always, like, three or four projects ahead. So, like, I've got all that stuff rocking. But now, actually, over the next year here, while we're doing all this stuff, I'm going to take time with my therapist and with myself to really dive in and figure out what it is that makes me tick in the ways that I don't like that I tick. And the things that I find myself having to work against every day, I just want to eliminate and like, and you know, and not live with like fear or worry or doubt or ego or anxiety or regret or any of these things that I carry on my shoulders every day, but just accept that life is what it is and like, and, and to be appreciative of that present moment. And I think if I've set that as my personal goal and, and, uh, and if everybody sets that or something similar, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying I have the answer. I don't want to, I don't, I'm not, I'm not your guru, right? I'm not out here. That's the Tony Robbins thing. I'm not (laughs) out here to be like, Hey man, just listen to me and everything will be fine. Like everybody's got their own journey. Everybody's going to have their own path in life. But I know that mine personally is like, I want to help and I want to, I want to be the best me that I can be every day because I know what it feels like to not be that. And, and I, I'm, I'm happier now than I was then. Respect. So, yeah, man. Res- so. Respect. And I, 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 motivation, success, money comes along with it. That Tesla you got. Is that from Lights Down Low? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That song's a big song. Yeah, it was a big song, wasn't it? Big it, enough for Tesla? I'm so thankful for Max, man. Me too. Love him. I, I love that record, dude. Uh, I, I love him. He like, got a plaque right there for it. Oh, sick. Yeah, you should sign it too. Yeah, your face isn't on it, though. No. Max's no. face took up the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it's his song, man. That's, I'm just thankful. I, every time something crazy would happen, I'd just text him and be like, thank you for allowing me to be with you on this ride. Because that was actually that Lights Down Low was extremely comforting to me because the entire time I was that, making the record, that was popping off. Like, but so, for a long time. And, and Max was out there grinding it out like crazy. without me and just putting me on his shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, how did I get so lucky? Like... He's a good man. He, he's he, such a good man. He went to every radio market like twice. I know. He's I know. been to every city in this country I'll so never many times. I understand really everything that he did to like make sure that people understood how important that song is to him. But I do know that like I'm so thankful because no matter how like locked up in this album I was or whatever else, I always kind of knew I had this like security deposit rolling, which was like the fact that like I had a friend in the world who every single day was like saying my name to people that like otherwise wouldn't be thinking about me. And that actually many a day like saved me from getting like horribly depressed and like saved me from all of these things when I wasn't fully totally where I wanted to be yet mentally and was still dealing with this like doubt of myself with post hate you love you and all those things and like and and like and at the same time like yeah i should have like you know i should have like gotten myself up and like picked myself up from the from the belt straps or whatever the phrase is bootstraps or whatever and been like you're gonna be okay and all that but like it was so nice that i had that and i'm so thankful for him um yeah and his new stuff's great man (laughs) i'm excited the right amount of everything right yeah and i like that phrase it, it, it really did keep you relevant I say yeah. that with the most love in my heart. Yeah, I know. You know, he, he, uh, I, I love him. Yeah. Good person. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the word that always would scare me was relevant. I know. I get it. Because it's like for so long, you're like it to the public eye, irrelevant. But to yourself, you're just Garrett. You know what I'm saying? Or you're just Zach or you're just Dan. You're just chilling. And then all of a sudden you're relevant and then you're irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Seacrest isn't mispronouncing your name on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and then you're like, how am I going to get a moment again? Yeah. And <laughs> and like... Gene Ash. Yeah, but that was awesome, man. <laughs> He's so cool, man. <laughs> um, but it. like, I... Yeah, like relevance was like the scary thing. And that's something I had to let go of because I realized that relevance was coming from a source of ego. And I really, I was doing Reiki when I was in Big Sur. I did a Reiki session um, after a massage. And I realized that I carry worry, fear on my back, behind my heart, and ego and anxiety on those shoulders, just like that. And so, like, throughout this beginning of the year here, I've been like progressively like letting go of those things. And anytime I feel stressed or I start to worry about things, I, close my eyes and I think like where are my shoulders and every time there's at least a half an inch they can drop down Wow! because they're getting lifted up Yeah, because it's stress and the muscles are tense and all the things and I'm grinding my teeth and all these things and it's all climbing in and you just go you just let them drop you gotta let it go you can't live with that stuff relevance is relevance the songs exist and they help people every single day I've done a job already I haven't done the job but I've done so much and like so little time and I'm proud of that and so like that's those are the things I'd hang on to you know what I mean because like if I was coming out right now and it was like ain't nobody wanted to talk to me or whatever I know y'all would because like (laughs) we always have a good hang and like I know that there are people all over the world that care to hear like and I'm I'm so thankful for that that idea alone man it's so crazy like success take on a new meaning um yeah success now for me is happiness it's great yeah yeah um, 
hard and wealth is what I what I bring to the world and and um, if if I'm if I'm doing those things if I'm delivering my best and I feel great then I'm winning in my head and that's all I've got to hold on to at the end of the day everybody else could go away you know house could go cat could go dog could go girl could go whatever but at the end of the day like you have to have your own back you have to like you have to know that like you're gonna be all right no matter what and and so like all of those things are the things you start adding into your thankful breathing you're like well i am i do have that wow i do have the cat wow i do have the house wow you start adding these things in and then you're like ah i got it pretty good I'm going to go get a breakfast burrito. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I get it. Dude, I appreciate you deeply. Very, very deep. I love deep. you guys. Thanks that, for having me here. We appreciate you. Ha <laughs> We do too. <laughs> <laughs> we is definitely worth your if you haven't given it a, a shot yet. You need to. Dude, amazing album. Incredible story you're telling. Thank you. I appreciate you deep and uh, you're doing... Do an amazing work. Yeah, and and I'd like to leave it. Could we just take a deep breath together? Yeah, I would love. All right, that. cool. All right, so what I'd like to do is if we could just count down from three. Anybody listening, feel free to do it at home. I'm gonna count down from three, and when I get to one, we're gonna take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth, and we're just gonna think about the first thing that we're thankful for that comes to mind, and we're gonna feel that thing in our soul. And when we open our eyes, we'll be more grateful for that thing than we were than when we started. Cool. Three, two, one. Nice. I thought about my mom. So did I. Really? Yeah. I love my mom. That's cool. I didn't think about my mom. I thought about all this. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. so sick. <laughs> and you and everybody who works here? I'm thankful for this too. Cause like, this is, this is like your dojo. You brought me here. Like I'm bringing people to the tour. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But and yeah. now you get to deliver this to the world. I, I'm, We're I'm the, the vehicle. vehicle for someone smiling today. Yeah. Isn't that a beautiful thing? It's an incredible thing. And it's something that I should really never take for granted. And, and, and nobody should, because at the end of the day, this is, I don't know. It's a canvas that could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And at the end of the day, too, what this is is an opportunity for other incredible minds and just n- not necessarily enlightened, but just a host of different people to get right. their thoughts and right. stories out there that yeah. can and help and change somebody's lives. The other thing, too, is like when I got here, I was like, how long have you been here today? And you're like, oh, too long, right? <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. It's okay to feel. It's okay to have a weird day. It's okay to not feel great. It's okay to have a long day. It's okay to feel whatever, but it's never too late to hit the restart button. Every video game's got a console, uh, got a restart button on it, right? (laughs) Yeah. And, and, And us humans do too. If you just have to just take that moment and just like, you know, I just thought about my mom for two seconds and I'm already gonna have the a better next 10 minutes. <laughs> you got to you got to just you got to breathe. You got to take time. You got to think. You got to drink water. Be grateful. Send love and trust and positive energy to everything you can even if you don't necessarily feel it at the moment because it'll come right back around and hit you right in the head right where you need it to. <laughs> Appreciate you, sir. Nash. I everybody. love you guys. Thank love you. you. Tell somebody you love them today. Dude, you're amazing. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.